Hot 1027 Business with Nzinga. So thanks for staying with us on Hot Business. The South African Institute of Chartered Accountants, SICA, was saying that over 232 billion rand is lost in South Africa uh, when it comes to productivity because of employees in the country really facing so many challenges when it comes to anxiety, when it comes to stress depression, uh, absenteeism. So the business of wellness also deals with this issue. Joining me to discuss it, I'm joined by Subhashna Ramutha. She's the founder of Suede Wellness. Thank you so much for your time on Hot Business this evening. Just talk to me about the importance of wellness, especially when it comes to a, a business context and a day-to-day life. Yeah, thanks so much, Nzinga, for having me. Um, I think it's important that we understand we spend about a third of our lives in our work environment, either at home in our home makeshift office or at the office. And a lot of people don't really take the time to create a routine or a structure around how they would integrate the different facets of their lives from their personal life to their professional life. And often we find ourselves kind of struggling to navigate between the different things that we need to do in our day. And I think a lot of emphasis um, around mental health and physical health came to light over COVID where people were forced to work in different environments. And a lot of people found themselves on their sofas at home or Mm. in their beds. And their bodies after a few years or after a few months even will start speaking to them and letting them know that it's not happy and that things need to start changing. Yeah, and and wellness is a kind of a day-to-day thing, right? It's not a a big deal. It's if if you make small incremental steps every day, you're probably going to be a little bit healthier than if you once in a while get supercharged by guilt or whatever it is to try and and look after your health. But what do you define as as wellness and, and being okay, Sue? So I think it's absolutely key what you just said, that there's no quick fix to it. There's no magic pill to being well. Um, It's consistency. It's about creating space and time in your life to focus on those areas of your life that need attention regularly. So things like your fitness, the nutrition that you put into your body, your mental health, um, just being cognizant of where you're at on a daily basis and not kind of going through the processes um, on like autopilot or feeling as though, you know, you're not really in the driver's seat or in control of your own life. I think that's what a lot of people struggle with. So essentially, yeah, it's not the destination of being well, but it's really just the journey of every day taking time with yourself, um, checking in, feeling what you're feeling and allowing yourself to kind of make these small incremental changes, like you said, so that mm-hmm. in the next year or in the next six months, you're going to start seeing the change. The The difficult thing about any commitment at the beginning is that you don't always see immediate results. So you're mm. going to have to put in a lot of time. You're going to have to put in a lot of effort. And you might not end up seeing your muscles growing at a rapid rate or a defined six pack. Or Tell me about it. Your heart <laughs> group is struggling. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And create that commitment and create that time. I often say this to my patients. For the first three months, you're going to show up every day and not really know why you're here. Mm-hmm. But when you start turning the corner and when you see your body start to 
change and you see the positives and you see your energy levels start to change and you see that I'm able to now get onto the floor and play with my kids without my hips hurting or my lower back feeling like it's going to go into spasm. That's when the quality aspect comes into play. And that's when you just start moving into a different space in terms of, you know, I'm now more confident with my body. I'm not afraid to sit on a chair I'm not familiar with. I don't want to drive long distance because I don't know if I'm going to manage it. And these are the kinds of things that people are really struggling with on a daily. Mm-hmm. And you, the the work that you do also involves the corporate wellness space. Is there a difference that you see between people who are in that space, especially the higher you climb up the corporate ladder uh, and your mm-hmm. patients that you see in your private practice as individuals? Yeah, look, we've been in practice now for nearly 15 years. So we have quite a mix of people that come into the practice. We've got majority of the people that we see, I think, are within the corporate space. So I think just having an overview of, you know, what the expectation is in terms of your work, um, in terms of like how many hours are you expected to be available Mm. is an important way of creating healthy boundaries so that you don't end up working a 16-hour day and then feeling frustrated because you have nothing left to give to yourself or to your family and it's also about you know creating open channels of communication with your managers and with um, the people that you report to essentially there's a little bit too much on the table right now and I have this and this going on in my family space as well to kind of get a handle on things. I think people are really afraid of doing that because they're afraid they're going to be victimized within the workspace. They're afraid that the managers aren't going to be understanding. And I'm not saying that all managers are, but I think the more we normalize it and the more we create a voice for how we're feeling, um, the better received it's going to be. And are there things that you can think about if you're, say, driving home in the car now and you're thinking, okay, Subhashna is making me really think about my posture and how I've been working for these 12 or 16 hour days. What can you do that's that, that small incremental steps that we talk about, whether you're in an office, whether you're in the car, in a job that maybe doesn't allow you mm. to go for a long jog in the morning uh, or go to gym? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think times have changed and the last 50 years have definitely changed in terms of what our work expectation is and what um, we're required to do on a daily basis. So one of the fundamental things is that we definitely move a lot less. I read an article a couple of weeks ago that says we actually move about seven times less than we did just five decades ago. And that's quite significant because that means that we're probably consuming the amount, the same amount of food as we did or the same amount of nutrition as we did 50 years ago. But we're cutting down on the amount of movement that we're doing. And as a result, obesity becomes a huge risk factor, lifestyle diseases, cardiovascular hypertension. And it's all linked to the kind of lifestyle that we create. You know, I always say don't be unintentional with yourself. Don't just kind of be a result of whatever is happening around you. Be intentional with yourself and say to yourself, on a daily basis, I am committing to get off my chair at least for 60 seconds every 60 minutes so moving regularly a lot of people also get sort of carried away with this idea of but i exercise once every day in the morning for 30 minutes or for 45 minutes and our bodies aren't necessarily designed that way we don't 
take to just a quick bout of intense movement once in the day and then are fine with sitting or being sedentary for the rest of the day. It's about creating consistency in your movement mm-hmm. and creating that constant feedback with your body to ask your body, how am I feeling right now? After an hour of sitting, are certain areas of my body feeling a little bit stiff and sore? Maybe my blood circulation is starting to di- like diminish because I haven't moved a lot. So just getting up, doing some circulatory exercises, doing a few simple stretches. And remember this idea of exercise only happening in a gym is is a very backward way of thinking. I mean, COVID has taught us that we can be very innovative in the way we exercise and the way we move on a daily basis. So a lot of people that I see within the practice are now looking at what can I do at home while I'm working to help improve my mobility or my strength. And things like sit to stands, just sitting on your chair, standing up, sitting on your chair, standing up and doing that five, six times every hour already is helping to strengthen up your lower back, strengthen up your hips, and just give you more longevity in those areas of your body that take strain as we get into our sort of middle ages or elder years. Is there a right time to start uh, the movement and the wellness and thinking about what you and I have been chatting about for the last few minutes or so? You know, we're already kind of on the back foot in that Technology is progressing so rapidly. And as a result, I think a lot of people aren't really cognizant of the fact that now we can order our groceries from our lounge sofas. I mean, I did that this morning. So life is becoming a lot more convenient, but a lot more Mm -hmm. sedentary as well. Um, I find a lot of people don't take into account the fact that eight hours or five hours even of consecutive sitting is just it's detrimental to your body and it's not something that you're going to see in the first year of working or maybe the first three years but once you get into your middle ages that's when your body when you're in your 40s and your 50s and you've been doing this for the last 15 or 20 years that's when your body starts getting really angry at you and it's been talking Mm -hmm. to you probably for a while and you've been ignoring so in answer to your question when should we start i think we should start immediately. There's never a situation where you should be complacent with your body and you should say, I don't have issues. I don't have back pain. I don't have neck pain. This whole idea of being reactive is, again, a very backward way of thinking about our bodies. And we really need to move into a into a more evolved space where we're now being more proactive with ourselves. We're being preemptive. We're allowing ourselves to connect with our bodies regularly, to get that feedback and to react accordingly. So, Sue, that's great advice. Uh, There's a lot of guilt that comes with, you know, maybe not treating your body as you know you should. We all know we must be drinking Mm. enough water, enough greens, enough fruits, enough veggies, moving a little bit. And there's a lot of guilt that comes with that, but that doesn't really help. So I know your your business is a wellness institute. Uh, It's called Suede Wellness or Life Resilience as well. What else do you do there and what other services do you offer people to try and make sure that they do achieve um, this calm, this wellness, this balance in life? Look, we, like I said, we've been practicing now for the last 15 years in the greater Johannesburg area. And over this period of time, the practice has evolved somewhat. We've realized that just focusing in the physiotherapy space can be quite limiting because a lot of patients come in with issues that are multifaceted. And by just working on the body alone, again, you're not creating balance. You're not creating harmony within the body. So it has to tie in holistically. And there again, 
focusing on those fundamental pillars of you know eating well making sure you're feeding your body with the right nutrition to fuel you i think a lot of people get that wrong a lot of people start their days um with sort of not knowing and honestly it's nobody's fault we we've, we've been bombarded with marketing and information left right and center and it's difficult for people to actually know which is the right direction what sh- should i be eating oats should i be eating kellogg's corn kellogg's should i be eating um avo and boiled eggs for breakfast so when we can get a better handle on our nutrition when we can get a better handle on our bodies and just introduce regular consistent movement into our bodies and when we can spend every day a little bit of time just reconnecting with ourselves being focused if that we're moving in the direction that we want to and that we're not kind of stagnant in our lives because one of the things that i find a lot of people struggle with is when they feel like they're stuck their body literally physically stops working so always being productive always learning always being interested and curious and learning new things is another way to just help create that kind of balance it just helps you create a more fulfilled life and a more sustainable life i think Fantastic. So good to chat to you, Savashna Ramatha. She is the founder of Swade Wellness Institute. Just speaking to us about the business of health and I think more importantly, the importance of the small steps that we take. I really appreciate your time tonight. Thank you. Thanks so much, Nsinga. All right. When we come back, we're going to be having our feature Tuesday hustle and find out how to run a property business if that's a sector you're interested in. Matseleng Mohodi has got a uh, two decades of experience in that and we'll be sharing her lessons with us to stay with us on hot business here on hot 1027 hot 1027 business with enzinger